tall kid. I, I got thrown on defense at, you know, when I started playing hockey because I was just one of the only kids who could skate backwards. Right. No. Yeah. That was one of, you know, when you start playing hockey at like five, six, or like a really young age or whatever, you have to, and you're the coach and you're looking around and you're like, okay, there's six of these 20 kids who can skate backwards. Right. I guess they have to play defense. The catcher in baseball is the kid who can catch. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, yeah exactly. no, it makes sense. I played catcher too. It's so funny to say that I played catcher too. <laughs> I loved that that one though. I remember picking that one. I don't remember them being like, Danny, you get behind the plate. Oh, you pick catcher, you'll get it. Nobody wants to be catcher. Yeah, I remember those hot summers. Oh my <laughs> remember, god. Oh, let's yeah, here, let's get you set up. That was that was rude of me. Here, we'll do this too. Do you wanna... Everybody, welcome back to dinner at your place. Hello. Yeah. It's a tiny room. It's a tiny studio. Yeah, dinner. Yeah, dinner. Your plate. Dinner. We're here. <laughs> yeah, that's so. My my dad was. It's my dad is very kind about it. He's he's getting on board and he's like really supporting. I guess he was telling a friend about it. Mm-hmm. And he, a lot of people do this too. It's not just he's like dinner at your place. Yeah, so he he goes to people's houses and makes them dinner and then like they talk about. I was like, oh, it's so close. That'd be terrible, though. I've done it a couple times. In a different kitchen every time? That would suck. I would be brutal to, like, once a week be like, hey, can I come over, bring all of this recording gear, and, you know, make your kitchen a fucking mess. I'll do my best to clean it up, but I'm going to put all of the things that you like in one place. They're going to be somewhere else. you're going to be at some Hannaford's in some town that you don't know, (laughs) trying to figure out where the... Dude, exactly. I've done it twice, I think, now. I did it for Vickers... Uh, mm-hmm. And his wife, because they've they had a brand new baby, so I've been trying. Big excuse. They can leave that thing at home. <laughs> yeah, by itself too. Yeah, they just throw the TV at on. Home. Yeah. Back in the prehistoric times, they'd leave babies at home all the time. <laughs> and I went to uh, Newton Sunrise to interview. It's an assisted living facility. I went to interview one of their residents there. How was the kitchen? Uh, it. I turned their break room into the kitchen pretty much because okay. I brought my fr- the guy asked for John his name's John it's one of the best episodes um, cool. he asked for fried chicken so and like that's super easy I just brought my fryer brought a couple of bowls you know to mix the flour and all that stuff brought that's nice some seasonings and learned all about this guy's life it was really cool but yeah as far as going every week as well as like providing the meal making like i i already don't like cooking in other people's kitchens i call that away games that's mm-hmm. not my bag mm-hmm. give me all of my toys give me my space that i know you know i've i've caught spices that are falling from the cabinet just being like <laughs> i know where that's gonna land also dinner at your place can be like dinner in your mind <laughs> it's like you know what i mean <laughs> you know if you're ever talking to like a joe rogan type guy who's like Microdoses mushrooms. You can totally sell them on like your mind your is place. your place. Exactly. Man. Yeah. Exactly. I'm in the kitchen of your mind. So yeah, yeah, it's more again. It's just like favorite meal. I will do that, and we will transport ourselves back to that time. So yeah. speaking of, Mr. Tom Crowley, thank you. Now that the microphone is set up, thank you for coming over. Of course, a wonderful Boston comedian, uh, soon to be. I mean, content creator in the like huge network TV <laughs> grand scheme of things. But I meant like you're going to be putting out that sketch soon that we did. That was super fun. Oh, thanks, man. Um, can we talk about your day job or no? Sure. Yeah, yeah. So, I can't. I basically, I probably shouldn't talk about like any any clients that I currently have. Well, yeah. So that's, I mean, 
But when we did that show at your work, that was super fun. All of your yeah. coworkers were a great time. And I remember you saying, don't mention this one thing. And I was like, got it. And then I right. went out and immediately was like, hey, where's that lady I talked to before? I hear you're really important. And she was super cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, she's nice. So you write uh, commercials. I do, yeah. I mean, any kind of ad copy. So it can be website copy, but it can be like a TV commercial too. You have... You have done flow though, correct? You've, I've I've written for the mighty flow. You've yeah. written for the mighty flow. Yep. Which, I mean, I feel like I could rattle off a couple flow commercials, but which ones? Oh, any... they're from a long time ago. One, there's many of these, but there's one where she's on a motorcycle. I I helped to write. Um, there's one where she's uh, part of somebody else's conspiracy theory that aired like five times because it it performed so poorly. <laughs> so funny though of course You're like yeah we were you know i gave them a fastball down the middle you know i put her on a motorcycle <laughs> and then i gave them one for me yeah it, it was very much it felt like a one for us it was just very weird like we made a whole fake conspiracy theory about her and then had it be like this is the story and then oh my god and then a guy made a conspiracy so video funny. about the spot that we wrote which was a nice because he was like this, cause, yeah because he has this whole thing where he's like linda is the devil because he thought linda was like in it and i was like and he kept saying they and i was like i'm so proud to be they like it's so <laughs> it's so cool to be they you know like <laughs> just the big faceless nameless they yeah that's yeah. tom crowley and they exist like i think they killed jfk and stuff but i love <laughs> i like i just i just love the idea that they're writing progressive ads like they li quite literally have better shit to and do, also you know? you're they yeah it's like they obviously have me do it because they have an open mic comedian write the ad because they're killing jfk <laughs> like oh my god they're doing 9-11 like why would they <laughs> did you ever meet her yeah, yeah. And she I does stand-up, too, now, right? Yeah. She So my understanding, and I certainly like don't know everything, but like I think she, my understanding is she she came from improv. Like, mm. she was a groundling. Like, L.A. Yeah. Like, Kirsten Wig was a name I heard that, like, I think they might have been contemporaries. Like, that generation of, of, but more the improv side. That would be a fun duo to have a glass of wine with. That would be crazy, right? Yeah, yeah. Kristen Wiig seem, and, uh, that would be such a fun hey. Stephanie Courtney. She's, Stephanie uh, Courtney. she's super funny. And she's also, you know, she... She was uh, in Tom Goes to Mare, which is like one of she's my like favorite an, she's shows. She's an actress, right? She's done a ton of stuff. Yeah. yeah, she was in Mad Men and stuff, but like her voice acting in Tom Goes to Mare, I thought was incredible. Like she's super talented. Yeah, and that's the thing is that like I mean her like the Mayhem guy, like you just fall into a gig and it's like sure, you know. Dude, I mean the Mayhem, I've seen him in a million things. Yeah, and whenever he shows up, you're like, oh fuck, it's the Allstate. Like, They're it, good actors. It, yeah, yeah, it's yeah, fucking yeah. Mayhem. The only one who didn't really pan out was the Geico Gecko. He couldn't really. He was in a few rom-coms and it just didn't uh -oh. play because he because he didn't have a dick, you know. Oh like, God, for a second, I was like, "Wait a moment, time!" And then it finally hit. <laughs> Jennifer Aniston this summer fucks the gecko. Um, all right, buddy, this is such a fun. Oh my, wonderful! There's still some out there if you want more. I eat so fast. No, I'm good. That's fine. I, yeah, I That's perfect. Food. Yeah. Um, what did you have? What did I past tense make for you? <laughs> This is how I've eaten this my whole be, life. I was going to say, this might be the quickest one. I, I, I set things up pretty quickly, and we are yeah, about yeah. eight minutes in no, right was, now. Yeah, we have annihilated just, a plate. It was really good. I had uh, <laughs> roasted chicken and uh, corn on the cob, which, like, it was funny because, like, my, my girlfriend, Caitlin McPhee, who's done this show before, like... First one, the bean queen. Oh, she was the first one? She, yeah. Nice. Yeah, I, I knew she did that one. Um, 
So I, you know, you messaged me and I was like, what is this? And, and she was like, oh, it's dope. Like he makes you food, like blah, blah, blah. And she was like, it's a cherished like childhood food. And I was like, I don't really have like cherished meals from, you know what I mean? Like, it's not like, you know, mm. I wasn't like, uh, oh, we're gathering around the dinner. I was more like, I need to eat a lot. And then like, as I can see, yeah, I yeah, need to eat a, a lot and then get on with my life. Yeah, just get the fuel. But I do, you know, it's the middle of summer right now. And, um. The corn of the cob, man, like it just reminds me of eating outside and well, yeah, and it's funny because like eating outside, like I feel like it was one of those like very middle class things where like people would be like, we're eating outside. This is special. <laughs> like, like you're five years old and everyone's looking you in the eye and being like, we're cooking this on a grill. There's grass here, dude. Like we're outside. This is what rich people do. And you're like, okay, like I'm five. Like we had, the, we had a back porch that was like, yeah. not, you know, had a, a nice view and everything, mm -hmm. but like it had that elevated whenever we were out there, it was, you know, it was kind of like, we are outside. We all got to remember. We're going to look outside. each other in the eye and <laughs> yeah. talk about things. Yeah. And then, you know, 20 minutes in, you're like, dad, can you get the citronella candle? These bugs are killing me. Totally. Yeah. yeah. And then there's that, like, how outside is outside before I'm just getting eaten by bugs? You know? <laughs> yeah, like, dude, that's, yeah, that's exactly it. Where you're like, I enjoy the fact that we are doing something different, you know, 12 feet away from where we normally eat. Right. This is different as a family. It's very cool. I enjoy that. But we have added a terrible other layer. Yeah. And like no one's invented the napkin that doesn't fly away yet. Like that, <laughs> you know, like it's 2023. We still don't have it. Like, you know, like, yeah, yeah. We're all just chasing nap. It's nice. It's good. Dude, but, the, you know, the, uh, hunch over at the waist. Yeah. Scuttle. <laughs> Feel like like every step you're just deciding whether or not you're going to keep bothering. You're like, it could go like it doesn't matter. And also every step too, where you're again, you're that hunched over scuttling. You're like, this one is this the step where I lean down and go for the grab? Is this where I act like the snake and make make the bolt? Am I gonna look like a fool? And, then, yeah, and then fall down. And exactly the answer is always that. yes. <laughs> <laughs> so it was was also I remember you just said chicken with any kind of marinade. So I just pan fry. I I tried to treat this. Like how you like we're cooking on a grill, so I just did most of it on the grill. Pan. Yeah, it was great. Yeah. So, as you said, are you like a summer boy? Like when you look back to like fond childhood memories, are a lot of them during the summer? Yeah, I think summer was good. I I grew up in kind of a crazy household, so like, I mean, it was fine. Like we had food and stuff, but I think I think summer in general was a time of freedom because like you know I got three siblings. You know, we grew up in a totally like a split level, like a good house. But it was like a lot of kids, a lot of chaos, yeah. you know. And so like summer was like, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I'm I'm 34, but I feel like I'm fucking 60 because like I didn't have a cell phone until I was like 18. I just never had a phone. And so like I actually had some ver when the Gen Xers all do their crazy thing where they're like, we got on our bikes and fucking left for two weeks and no. we came back with beards. Like <laughs> I was that generation. I, I do remember it being I caught like the that. tail end yeah. of that too. You know? I remember like, like eating dinner and running out and realizing there's exactly. two hours of daylight and like just off. I yeah. was just off. You're just you gone know? and your parents have no idea where you are. Yeah. Yeah, there's just, just a lot of autonomy in summer, you know, just like, kind of around. I remember winter. I would like my town didn't really have sidewalks. I grew up, you know, like Massachusetts, like stupid suburb with like a lot of woods and just like I remember I couldn't really I didn't feel like I could walk around. Like I remember I'd like go to the yeah. lot like I was a big reader and I would just mm -hmm. go to the library to read because I just like I'm even to this day. I'm still a coffee shop person. I just yeah. like I like going somewhere and like. Suburb in the winter when you're like 10, there aren't options. <laughs> like, yeah, you can't. It's. Well, and also, too, you're talking about the sense of freedom that summer brings. That's 
yeah like that's reading too is you can just get lost in a world and look up and be like oh fuck it's been four hours i need to get on with my life and i was real lucky i grew up near the library and it was you know it was one of those nice towns where it was like i don't know like i there was reading contests and also looking back you could just lie contests well, not contest, but it was like if you read this many books, you would get like a, you get like free bowling and shit. Oh, OK, cool. I kind of pictured it like a hot dog eating contest where you're all everyone's on stage, where you're like a long table <laughs> and you're all just like speed flipping through pages. No, it's just, I guess, a metaphor for what school is, because like, <laughs> I mean, you grew up in Westchester County, right? So like yep. just the parents who were like, what does this mean for my kids college? And it's like a five year old with a chunk of clay. Dude, exactly. <laughs> like, I mean, and they're like, what is this going to do? Harvard? Yeah. And it's like, I think. This kid's trying to eat the clay, so let's, yeah. Let's, yeah, let, yeah. let's maybe let him like put the clay in his mouth. That's how <laughs> yeah. they learn. learn. But then, like, we'll stop before <laughs> yeah. he swallows the clay. Yeah, let's go with that first. Yeah, yeah, dude. I remember, like, not going to college wasn't ever talked about. Right. You know, and the kids who did end up having the quote unquote at the time gall, but really it was the forethought and you know mental fortitude to be like hey i'm gonna take a gap year right i don't really know what i want to do i'm gonna just kind of figure it out maybe i'll take some classes at the community college maybe i'll just hang at home and get a job those kids now looking back are the smartest ones of us all but at the time they were looked at as like pariahs yeah hippies and layabouts outcasts lazy all that what'd you end up doing where'd you go i went to st michael's up in vermont okay that's like uh Doing right by my fancy town, but also yeah, lo- so little low key. I w- exactly. I wanted there was a couple things. It was like I wanted to go somewhere that was far enough where mom and dad couldn't just show up and say hey, but mm-hmm. close enough where if there was an emergency, I could get out back home. They could get to me, whatever. So that was sure. that was six hours. That's that was where I landed on that time frame. Mm-hmm. Uh, I liked small. I didn't like the idea because you know how we were talking before about, you know, school size and all that. Right. My high school was 1200 around there. Sure. So I was like, I'll maybe go double this. I remember looking at some big universities and I remember touring one of them. And on the tour, they said, you will be in Psych 101 with 900 of your closest friends. And I was like, that's insane. Right. I can't. I need to be a face and a name, you Mm -hmm. know, because like. For me, if I didn't know the professor, the professor didn't know me, if we didn't have that rapport, I wasn't going to give a fuck. I needed some give back as to like, hey, I care about you. You got to try. Because otherwise, I just didn't want to be there. I was scared. I was nervous. I didn't, you know. I didn't. And, and so like academically. Like in, a structure. And in high school, you actually had rewarding experiences with teachers who like gave a shit about you well yeah absolutely yeah. so and it was always the english teachers usually of course a couple yeah. you know a u.s history teacher who's also you know but it was mostly mm-hmm. the creative you know the creative arts people instead of the you know sciencey math although there were some good ones of those too but so that's why i kind of leaned more towards like small liberal arts but the idea of going to like nyu where the creative types are like fucking jocks who are like trying to yeah, beat like each two, other yeah exactly like that was the, like U, the usc types yeah like, no i didn't want right. like competitive creativeness and you probably went to school sense. with those kids in westchester right the ones who were like oh, i'm yeah. going to nyu and i'm gonna be a filmmaker and this oh is, yeah this i have a deal. ton of people who in my life who went to nyu mm-hmm. and some of them are assholes and some of them are my best friends to this day mm-hmm. and sometimes that overlaps. <laughs> they are my best friends who are also assholes. 
So I didn't want that, you know, kind of like rat racy type thing. I still, yeah. and there was hockey on the table. I wanted to play somewhere, but you know, I got a head bonk. So like all of these kind of like twisting, winding roads just kind of led to this small Catholic school in Vermont. Did you play at St. Mike's? No, I, again, I wanted to, and I was like trying to stay in shape my senior year of high school, but I caught a pretty bad concussion that, uh, that I was supposed to tell the school about. And then I forgot because the concussion was so bad. Or so good. <laughs> Hurt so good. Yeah. I mean, it's a bad... Come on, Danny, tell St. Mike's your head's fucked. Like, if you're pro-concussion, then it's a good one, you know? <laughs> Dude, could you imagine if that concussion movie with Will Smith was pro-concussion? <laughs> they, they should make a version of it from the concussion's point of view, you know? Like, <laughs> We need both sides of it. She's like a, a, a cat scan is the main character. And like, you're probably wondering how I got Naren Hernandez's brain. <laughs> yeah, that's me. Yeah, except for the brushes. <laughs> you can do so many sad parts. Like, so many athletes who have had CTE who have had a horrible end. And you could start the movie with that horrible end and the record scratch and then the voiceover just like that's me cte you're wondering how we got here will smith is just like i'm in the concussion business and business is booming <laughs> the big the big long limo goes by <laughs> donkey kong bonks someone on the head yeah he's watching an nfl game just rubbing his hands together <laughs> <laughs> dollar signs flying by in his eyes everyone's like what is this movie <laughs> like, you said before too that you played football. I, I never could. I couldn't fathom football and lacrosse were two where I was ten like ten years. I played football for ten years. Did you walk away with no concussions? I'm sure I got many diagnosed. Let's go there. I'm sure you got many also. But like, did a doctor ever look at you? And no. Say, wow. I do. I do have a joke that is. I overplay it in the joke, but it's like I did. I did have. A, then I, I the smelling salts I thought were just in movies. I never saw those, but like. Mm. I had a few times where, like, my knees were rubber and I, you know, my, I saw stars and, like, I, you know, I, 100% my head was spinning and, and they would ask us, I fucking, I remember this, they would ask us if we knew who the president was. And so, like, the joke I do on stage is, you know, I, I do this whole thing where, like, the guy, where it's like a, a contractor who lives down the street from you who has a son who is very mean, uh, leans down and says, who is the president of the United States? And I just go, I don't know. I'm eight years old. I didn't know that before. And they're like, good job, Crowley. Get back. That was the question, too, because it was like, I don't What day is it? What do you ask a child? Like, I've I've gotten the what president, uh, you know, what's the, who's the president? What day of the week is it? Yep. Um, what are your parents first names? Uh, I've got I've gotten I got your uh, mom's maiden name. That one's crazy. That's like you're trying to open a bank. That's account. what I'm saying. That's yeah, tough. they were yeah. like, you know, what's what's your you know your mom's maiden name? They literally said that, and I was like, I mean, it seems can like I the, go back. Can I go back to the president one? I have a better shot with that. It seems <laughs> like the real rule is like don't put a fourth grader in a position where you need to find out if they got a concussion. <laughs> like, like if you get to the point, it's like the the No Country for Old Men like. If the rule is what got you here, what use was the rule? If you're standing in front of a nine-year-old holding up fingers going, how many? It's like you fucked up at some point. Maybe like, Pop Warner's not worth it. Yeah, maybe the whole enterprise is the problem. Maybe it's like... <laughs> Dude, that's, so, that's way too true. <laughs> um, it should be illegal. The, the big thing in the NFL the past few... I still watch it. I still fucking gamble on it. But it's like the last few years in the NFL, the thing they figured out is... um. 
the best way to keep players healthy is to never let them play football. That's the chance. It's like the, the Los Angeles Rams, I guess, I think it was them, just didn't ever do contact besides for in actual whistle-to-whistle no games. No shit, really? And they were the healthiest team in football. <laughs> it was like, oh, the worst thing for you is football. <laughs> like, just don't play. Dude, like, it's like when you're... It's that... that the comparison here is the same thing as when you're doing sex ed classes and they're going through all there's like there's the condom there's the female condom, yeah. there's birth control it's like they give you all the percentages of how effective they are mm-hmm. and then the person's always like and of course the most effective way to not get pregnant is to be abstinent and every teenage boy has the same response how am i gonna get good at football <laughs> <laughs> if i can't fuck how am I gonna? It, they go hand in hand, lady. I'll wear a condom and play football. I don't care, but I need to practice. We need to do pit drills behind the school with other boys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, high school, a high school boy losing his virginity, and in that room, in that moment, like about you know, the his partner goes for the embrace. <laughs> and instead, he just goes for a beautiful waist tackle. Excellent it's close. form. Hits the sled beautifully. It's close. It's close. <laughs> oh, my God. So you uh, you played football for 10 years. Yeah, summertime. So I got to imagine you were doing like two-a-days then in the summer. Yeah, yeah. We had the two-a-days were in high school. They would have been starting, I think, around now. I feel like it was like second week of August. So maybe like yeah, next week. In like the blazing heat. Yeah, yeah. We do, do the... The full contact practice at probably, I want to say. Oh, like, you didn't play for the Rams? They didn't have that? Yeah, no. Oh, we, our coach was Sean McVay, but at that point, he was also 17 years old. <laughs> He's still like, all right, you guys got to go head to head. As a fellow 17-year-old, we do like, I'm oh. also trying to get pussy. <laughs> no, we had um, our coach was this guy, Coach Costello, who they pulled out of retirement from, uh, he was a Boston Latin coach for like 700 years. And he uh, came to our school, and it was like it was a real Ronald Reagan type situation. He was should have stayed retired. He was okay. pretty old, but he was yeah. He would just have us like like two guys lie down, the balls between both of their heads, and then they just get up and hit each the other. Scr- yeah, the classic get yeah. up and just fucking give your friend a concussion. Get in a circle, Oklahoma's like yeah. and know. everybody's going around. Everybody's around you, circled, just going insane like a pack of wild dogs. Yeah, yeah running that's... at each other. Yeah, yeah, and, and then we do scout team and all that stuff. And that would be like I think the first practice is probably like nine thirty in the morning finish at like noon or one and then we'd sit in the shade where it was still probably 80 degrees and like <laughs> yeah you're standing not yeah. drinking water it, no we, we would ch- we'd chug water and eat and then we'd have like the second practice at 2 p.m and then that would get out at like 4 30 or 5 and there was this real sense of bitterness because it was like i feel like it was us and boys soccer were the only two boys sports that were like really doing intense mm. summer shit and we'd be like we gotta go out and party and then like we would like, <laughs> Like, and then wake up and do it all again the next day. I mean, if you're sweating that much and you're 16, I guess you can just kind of, you can just shake it off. It's like not a big deal. Dude, you said you're 34. I'm, yeah. you know, turning 29. I have like two. I've never been a good drinker. So like, right. let's start with that. But sure. like, I remember there were days where, you know, times where I could wake up and be fine after a drunk night. Mm-hmm. Now I'll have like three at the model on a Wednesday. I'll wake up Thursday. I'm like. 
Oh, uh, I should call out of work. Oh, uh, I know I work from home, but I should just take the day off. I really don't want to walk over yeah. from my bed right now. It's over now. Like any any of that kind of thing is is over. The thing I try to remember or the thing I try to think about at anyway is when I was like 20, if I got a good night's sleep, I didn't feel any better. <laughs> like I'd wake up and be like, yeah, let's get some pussy. <laughs> like it was just like, let's I didn't play football. Yeah. Let's play football and smoke weed and climb a tree for some reason. Like I was doing wild. Like I was just doing the dumbest shit. Like let's take LSD and drive a car. Like just the Did dumbest. you do that? I mean, not really. I mean, here and there, but like not, <laughs> <laughs> not really here and there. Yeah. It was a time. Yeah, it's I, like, yeah. let's not like, not, not like let's take drugs and go on a road trip and more like let's end up somewhere where I have to get us home real slow at night. You know, like, <laughs> Um, but just those kind of things. I never woke up being like, you know, I even if I slept 10 hours like a rock, I'd wake up. I wouldn't be like, you know, I got so much sleep. And now that I'm never, in my 30s, yeah. if I wake up and I got good sleep, I'm like, that's like I won. That's like I won money on the lottery. It, I just yeah, walk around dude. being like, you know, I got, I tell people I got really good it. sleep. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. It's a it's a it's a point. It's a talking point because other people are like, you got good sleep. Yeah. Like, what'd you do? How? And so like I get to enjoy dumb shit now. I mean, it's it's what everyone says. It's all cliche, but it's like enjoying like nice, dumb adult things. I mean, I, I didn't appreciate anything when I was younger, you know, corn on the cob. I, I mean, just co I, cooking in general, like I, I, I liked it, but I didn't have that appreciation of like the time that goes into actually making the meal mm -hmm. it was always just like yay the payoff is that it was tasty right but also all the little intricate moments in the meal of like tasting oh this means more of that or mm -hmm. oh that water has you know the like the corn i was you know did i let it go for a minute too long mm -hmm. or was it a minute too short i think i haven't even had it yet but that's what you know because it's these little it's moments that thank you. It's these. It's like those little moments that you don't have the appreciation for when you're that kid because all you want to do is like again. It's summertime. I just want to run outside. Yeah. And go get sweaty and. When I when I was a kid, fucking you know, fall off my bike. When I was a kid, after a young age, probably like middle school or whatever, if I had nice clothes, if I got a nice shirt or a jacket, I would be like, this is fucking cool. I would appreciate the clothes. But now if I have like a nice shirt and I got it at Marshall's and it was $14, that is a hundred times better than a nice shirt that costs a lot of money. You know Absolutely. what I mean? Like, I don't fucking care. I don't give, I don't give a shit about clothes that look nice. Do they look nice? And were they cheap? You're you know what I mean? Like deal. Exactly. That's what feels good. When someone tells me something looks good and was $20, I'm just like, now nah, that's nice. Dude. And also how many times have you said to somebody been like, Oh, Hey, I really like that shirt. And instead of being like, you know, thank you, or you know, oh, it's it's this. They're like twenty bucks at TJ Maxx. That's the shit, man. Like yeah. that's the immediate reaction is like, let me tell you about this steal I got. It's that's, great. That's what hypes them up. More it's than, more fun yeah. than talking about clothes. I don't know. Absolutely. I mean, when you brought up clothes too, when you said like when you got a nice pair of clothes as a kid, I heard this all the time. When I got new clothes, it was, don't wear these, and get grass stains on them. Right. That was the, you know, the all, the biggest, you know, worry right for your clothes at the time was like getting a great, like, you know, going out and getting them dirty, mm -hmm. getting your new jeans stained because you slid into home. Yeah, I think I think I I feel like I had this with my parents. I had like a sort of um, detente where it was like, we're going to keep the khakis clean. 
I won't do shit in the khakis. I did shit if, in the khakis. But if you get me jeans, I'm going to treat them like jeans. That, like, there's no such thing as nice jeans. I remember getting shit because, like, the jeans were Levi's. And I was like... Levi's are nice. They're nice, but I'm a kid. Like, I'm wearing jeans. Like, I'm going to run it stuff and slide into it. Like, what is... Oh, 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 oh you were getting shit from your parents. Oh, from my parents, oh, yeah, oh, for staining. You, oh, yeah. I thought you from other kids. No, it was like grass stain like, on a Levi's. You're is just Levi? like oh, No, no, no yeah. it was just one of those, like, you know, corduroys, khakis. Like, I remember being like, these are nice pants. Yeah. But then it was like, you put me in jeans, man. It's like, I'm I'm eight. I'm, no, I'm going in the woods. That's for the wolves. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Jeans, yeah. yeah, you're right. Jeans are for the wolves. <laughs> the that's, clothing of freedom. Yeah. Exactly. No, I... That I should have abided by that rule. I think I did shit in the khakis too. And I, I remember coming. I remember coming home sometimes being like, "Mom, we got to go to Kohl's." You <laughs> like, seem pretty positive that you did shit in the khakis. Oh, I, I'm a hundred percent. I remember there was a couple a couple stains where Susan was not thrilled. That's really funny. Yeah. Oh Jesus. So you grew up. You said two siblings. At, with, uh, three, with, including you. No, four of us total. Oh, okay. So I heard. Th so when you said three before, my apologies because I thought that was you plus two so nope. it's you plus three yeah where do you fall into that i am the second of four okay middle yep T was it typical middle upbringing um i mean i don't know if there's a typical like it's it's one of those things where it was like my sister is two and a half years older than me and then there's six years and then my two brothers are six and six years behind me so Ooh, wow, it's okay. a pretty big spread yeah so the youngest you have six and six so that's 12 yeah, That's like 11. A, yeah, yeah. Wow, that is a big jump. Yeah, he's a lot younger. So so we're spread out. And then also my sister and I are like, I guess, a more traditional amount of time apart. Yeah. And then it's spread out with like two much younger boys. Yeah. Um, so did you guys split off into like two teams or did you all kind of get along? Or like was that since the gap was so big, it was kind of like two ships in the night where you're like, I'm in high school and this kid's on a bottle. Like, I think that, I mean, I think that like now it probably feels like me and my sister had one version of a childhood and vaguely like my two brothers had a version of a childhood, sure. you know, like sort of. Um, there's definitely a sense of like being a uncle brother type. Like, like yeah. my brother is 11 years younger. I was like, I was his godfather. They made me and my sister his, his Aww, godfather in the Catholic sweet. church. I, yeah. Dumped water on a baby when I was 11, you know, like, so like definitely like, you know, driving around a Mom, what if I drown him? Right. Shouldn't we throw him in the river sticks? Isn't that like what the rule is? <laughs> but like, you know, so I mean, if you're driving a five-year-old around and you're 16 and he's five, like he's my brother, but it was like, I yeah. definitely had more of an adult role in his life than like your typical yeah draw yeah that's that man that's gotta be yeah like hey tom can you take your brother to swimming practice to, like you know teach him you know take him to the pool so he can learn how to swim and you're like yeah it was like the i mean it was basically mom i'm trying to play football <laughs> i'm trying to be a football man in in like the in like a i mean it's basically full house you know what i mean like there are many yeah. sitcoms that are just like Hey, this is the hip brother of the father, and like obviously I'm not that, but like to some extent there is just to like extent, two and yeah. a half men, full house. There's this whole archetype of like the wacky single guy who lives in the house, yeah. So the like, younger guy who gets like you know saddled with the baby, right? So yeah. like I feel like I had like a like a role to play as like yeah. the cool guy or whatever. Although people did think that I was like a single parent when I was in public, which was pretty fun because i was like i was I've, I've always looked a lot older so like when i was 17 i probably looked like 21 mm. and then i'd have this six-year-old and i'd be at the play <laughs> i'd be at the playground there'd be all moms and me and i'd just be like and, and you know, i would just play it up i'd be like man they grow up so fast <laughs> <laughs> like, 
I don't know what I'm going to major in yet. Meanwhile, he's he's already got a hang of the monkey bars. And they're like, what the fuck? So, yeah. I'm no. so confused. You, you went back to community college, right? That's what this is. Yeah, in a town like Hanover, too, it was like that kind of dirtbaggery like, would not abide, you know? Like, yeah. <laughs> God damn. So, <laughs> the dirtbaggery would not abide. Did that ever, you know, kind of a harder question but did that ever piss you off that you know that you had to like you're 16 17 or whatever and also kind of being a parent um i mean i would like to think not but probably i mean like i had problems with my family the way that anyone has them and like you know my mom like left uh us when i was like 13 so my dad was a single father he had four kids so even so, then, yeah you got to pitch in even more then so yeah i mean but i i feel like it wasn't being mad at being at pitching it as much as being mad at like i don't know it's it's funny cuz i just i do feel like most people's anger with their childhood is like some kind of anger at their parents right, right. and so like I was mad at my parents for the situation I was in, but the idea of like helping my brothers out and driving them to things and like watching That's them and true. stuff. I don't know. I feel like I liked that. I feel like I liked being an older brother. I feel like I liked helping them and stuff. And like my dad's one of eight. And so like the, yeah, no, I mean, so like where I, like my family was like not even that big a one comparatively, Compa- but my yeah. dad was the fifth of eight and I'm sure he suffered not suffering is the wrong word, but I'm, but I'm sure he got the short end of the stick a million ways Yeah, being true. one of eight. But it was one of those things where it's like they all raised each other and they all split bedrooms. Yeah. And I like the idea of being from a big family full yeah. of people who all kind of pull each other up the ladder. You know, like the idea of that didn't bother me. It was more just like the situation I was in. I think that's a great you such a great way to look at it where you're not mad at the younger siblings for it, where it's like you're mad at the situation that you were put in. Yeah, but I'm sure I was also a dick to my brothers. Well, and that's, yeah. I mean, that also that kind of comes with being an 11 year older, you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, that's... I'm the best man, and uh, the the one who's older of the two, I'm best man in his wedding oh. in um, like three days. Oh on, no shit! It's on Friday, yeah. Is it it handle is local Situate. wedding? Or? So yeah, yeah, right, yeah close, that's close for sure. It's not Greece, Meg. It's, anyway, that's oh my, my, my sister's getting married in Greece. Oh, you told me that. Yeah, I was oh just, my God. I'm just busting her balls. <laughs> I will zoom in if somebody wants me to best man in Greece. <laughs> fucking hop on Skype. No, I'm 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 getting excited, and she she kind of. I was going to say verbally slapped me one day and it was a little less than that, but was like, you have not really shown any excitement for this. And I was like, I, I mean, obviously I'm excited, Meg. <laughs> you know, I had to like walk that back and be like, fuck. Yeah, Greece. I love that musical. Like, I, love, <laughs> I love John Travolta. I, I didn't. I went like total younger brother and was like obviously I'm excited for my big sister's wedding like, <laughs> Aww, that's just, sweet. you know trying to whatever shut up man like you know I I, I felt like such an ass about it that's and like funny. now that it's coming up to like you know I'm I'm excited like once we're there it's gonna be really special so I'm, that's like, cool, you know, I'm excited for that part but again jealous that you only have to go to situate it's pretty nice being local. <laughs> Me and Caitlin are staying in a Hilton in Rockland. Uh, it's, uh... Dude, the the two the the two like you saying that's really nice. Till everything I said was very genuine and very sincere, <laughs> and then you saying situate. 
was even more genuine and even just, more sincere. You're like, as I, nice as that little moment was, Danny. Yeah, I'm way happier to be close. <laughs> if my, I will say, if Meg, I'm sure you're very nice. If my sister dragged me to Greece, stop dragging. And me. then, well, yeah. If my sister asked me to go to Greece for a wedding and was like, "You're not, uh, you don't seem excited enough," I would pull up the credit card statement <laughs> for my ticket and be like, "I'm that excited." <laughs> See all those. See how long that number is. That's how excited I am. <laughs> That's for she. She does. She does know that too at this point. But she does. Yeah, it was fucking funny. That's Megan. just if you ever get married in Greece, Erica, which I know you won't. Thank you. Love you. Thank. It's all a joke. <laughs> I am. It's gonna be uh, very, very special, and I am about. 5,000 reasons to be excited. <laughs> I mean, the thing is, is that, you know, I, I felt this way about my brother's bachelor party, which I, I certainly was, 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 you know, went, went to Vegas, did the whole thing. And it's yeah. like, if you're going to fucking do it, do it. And that's, do it, and do that's, it up. And, yeah, that, yeah. and that's where I'm finally like getting in, into now where it's like, she's going to get married. Like she loves these, these two are, it's fun. It's they're They are a little bit different. She's so type a, and he mm -hmm. is kind of like, very go with the flow so like they are a little like yin and yang in the sense of like black and white a little opposite but they sure. do just make that circle so like, wouldn't it be funny is... if on your podcast you were like and i don't know about the marriage <laughs> like seems like a bad match <laughs> like no i would be <laughs> insane dude she is so she she's a great big and she's come you know and she's talked about a couple because you know my parents have split too as well you know that sure. So for a while, we were going back and forth of like, it's a little worrisome. It was going to be the first time that they were in the same room together, my mom and my dad. How long? Uh, it would have been a couple of years at that point. But yeah. they actually, they came to a show, actually. Oh, that's cool. I the same show? Yeah. I, wow. I featured at the George. Meg was there. Did you parent trap them or did, <laughs> or did they know? No, they knew. Oh, it was, be funny. It was really cool. It was it was a really... That's sweet. It was a really good night. Uh, everything, like, family-wise went incredible. And I remember going into that show of, like, if everything family-wise goes okay, I will trade that for a 20-minute bomb. I was I was featuring and I was yeah. like I will bomb for twenty minutes as long as every there's no drama I don't care I will trade that and the that's, cherry on top was it was a wonderful set so like that's great so who headlined uh, who was it that night oh I'm a dick um, it was your dad <laughs> <laughs> no oh fuck I don't remember okay. uh, I'm sorry um, so it, you know. Uh, it was going to be the first why did I get here it was going to be the first time um, that they were in the in the same room uh, oh now I remember uh, and that was like her big drama you know like worry like how's that going to go right. so imagine if you know that had been the first time and like that goes okay and then the speech that I'm supposed to give that is like loving and supportive I get up there blasted and I'm like and another thing <laughs> Danny you haven't started yet and another thing I don't like this couple. Are you? Are you? Doing I don't think they belong together. Are you <laughs> doing just... a speech at your sister's wedding? Yeah, ten minutes. I'm like ten minutes. I think you're doing ten minutes. I think that's what she asked for, and I was like, damn. I was like, I'll do seven. Damn, I'm giving a best man speech on Friday, and I was like, yeah, I think like four is enough. <laughs> I'll probably end up at like 
five to six or something but yeah she was like can you like 10 like what do you think like 10 minutes i was like that's a long time meg like uh, what about like seven max i mean i don't want to i don't want to do want to to, but yeah because that's because everyone hates the the long speech also like just how it's always to me it's always how many speeches that it's just two i think that's great yeah Yeah. that's a respectful number of speeches yeah you know like think and then of course you know a parent will probably get up here or there sure and you know say a quick couple of words you know that's that's different than like i think the allotted speech is just his sister and her brother aka oh that's sweet yeah Yeah. so it'll be you know it again all lovely it's gonna be a great time Mm -hmm. and i am sorry for not expressing that more to my sister no i think it's funny (laughs) (laughs) i'm a fan (laughs) oh my god uh all right back i want to actually go back to the summer stuff because when you were coming, I was, I was, what's just like a kid summer memory. When I say like those three words. Sure. Um, it could be vacation, just like a, you know. Yeah. I mean like, uh, the horse trails between, uh, behind Joe Sweeney's house. Uh, I remember pine tree drive. I'd go up there and there were these horse trails. It was basically riding bikes. We'd ride bikes up and down these horse trails and go into these fields. And I was always just like making up like, Oh, this is where this guy owns this land and all like, I would just make up like crimes and deaths in history. And this Meanwhile, is where yeah. it's this just is like where this Indian war was white and like, collar and like nothing else is happening. It's yeah. just like a nice neighborhood. And you're like, Oh, that's where the scary guy lives. Who's murdered people. Well, I, I mean my, my version, which is no better, but is very me is, uh, it was always historical. So it wasn't like, uh-huh. it wasn't like this guy killed his wife. It was like, cause I mean, where I grew up is where is Plymouth County. It's where King oh, Phillips yeah. war took place. It's yeah. like, the first it's the beginning of the native american genocide which at the time i was like yeah it's the beginning of the native american genocide and then i got older and i was like oh no it's bad but the whole time i was right (laughs) (laughs) i was just a child and then i got older and i didn't think it was good but i you know i just grew up in this place where i knew there was all this history i knew there were all these wars and so you know i was the kid where every every stone i found was like a indian arrowhead you know like Mm. and so with that was like oh this is the meadow where like king philip like massacred the Algonquits like I didn't know anything but I just liked to pretend just like, more getting lost in in those worlds more than more like that yeah. we were talking about before it was like Game of like, Thrones to me it was just like I liked that I grew up in this like incredibly historic place because everyone always told me it's so historic here you don't understand there isn't history anywhere else and I'm like oh wait and now I'm older I'm like oh we just erased the people who had history and then we pretended like they never existed. <laughs> That's oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, I feel very strange about the, like this land was once, you know, the, the recognition of like, you know, native people's lands. Sure. That's in theory. Great. But also then you're just establishing that you stole it from them. Yeah. I mean, it, like the, <laughs> What the, yeah, what the land acknowledgement is acknowledging is true and worth acknowledging, but the venue and the mode of that acknowledgement matters. And like, I was in a, I was in the library in Seattle, which is an amazing building. The main branch in Seattle is beautiful. And I saw a land acknowledgement, which I don't see a lot of them around. I'm also not looking, but like I I saw a land acknowledgement on an LED screen and I remember just being like, oh, this is one of those. And I went to look at it and then it flipped to like the 
reading they're having on Sunday because it was one of like three placements. And I was like, is it more disrespectful to do the land acknowledgement, but it's like in a rotation with other just ads for activities? <laughs> like, and in general, the land acknowledgement, like definitely it feels like it's for the white people more than it's for anyone else, you know, like to feel better about something, which Friday finger painting. Land acknowledgement. Also, this is the product of Sunday land mass. seizure yeah, and exactly. settler colonialism <laughs> in the 18th century. I mean, like, I I don't know. I I mean, I do it like I like the lawn signs, I think, are stupid. Like, yeah. you know, lawn, like lawn signs that say in this house, black lives matter. Like the joke is the, the, the gotcha is that if I roll my eyes, I'm racist. But in reality, if I roll my eyes, I'm just picturing the person who owns that sign. It's, you know, yeah, like exactly. It's not a person you want to hate. Uh, most likely th their yeah. hearts in the right place. Yeah. But again, it's probably not going to be a fun hang. Like if I, you know, I'm like, a, I know this is an audio format, but I'm just like a middle-aged motherfucking straight white guy, like heavy set, bearded guy. If I just said, everybody should love each other. You're allowed to roll your eyes at me. I look fucking ridiculous. Like yeah. that's a ridiculous way to say a true thing. You well, know, like. Yeah. And my mom, we were, she was a guest a little while ago and we were you know, kicking around a couple of things and, and we came to the conclusion basically that just two things can be true at once. Yeah. That's yeah. mostly. Yeah. And, and, and like people can be fucking goofy and cringy and like not yeah. bad people. I don't know. <laughs> like, it's like, I can think that you're like the, it's not even a bit I do, but I, I want it like the one that I like, cause I live in Cambridge. So like, even like you're 10 minutes oh, down the road, but is, like, I mean, that is, all, all of you saying we should love each other unironically. Yeah, I'm in the heart of it. I'm yeah. in like gray ponytail guy. Yeah. You know, I'm in the granola. Liz Warren is unironically my neighbor type shit. Yeah. And then and, kick flips onto a curve. Yeah. And everything is just like, everything's like a MIT study, but also there's like a gender fluid person over there, but also yeah. like. And so, like, I see the lawn signs fucking everywhere, and I see every variant, and there's a lot. And my favorite line in all of them, and it's like, you know, they're always like, in this house, like, people are people, this is that, this is that, you know, blue is blue. My favorite thing is um, the one that says, water is life. Because it's like, because in reality, it's like, yeah, water rights are deeply important, and, and the access to clean water is, like, maybe the single most material, most important material condition in the future of like a climate changing like fucked up world but like to just say water is life implies that there's like an anti-water crowd that's like no soda like <laughs> soda is life like i should just be drinking mountain dew and like whipping the bottle at the sign like this is bullshit like it's just like everyone <laughs> agrees that water is good like yeah it's it also it all it also could give you the impression of just like water is light you know like yeah the hippy dippy 100 percent. yeah yeah it's it's all like life is good life is a beach baby and yeah, it's yeah. like that's everybody's politics like i know that like trump has been incredibly hurtful and it's been fucking weird the past however many years but the funniest thing is the people who are like i could never be friends with somebody who voted for donald trump and i'm like <laughs> 
okay, that's 70 million people. <laughs> and, <laughs> and then there's 70 million people who voted for Joe Biden, and I bet you probably don't like most of them either. Yeah, you probably, like, yeah. 70 million is just a lot. I like, actually just think most people aren't for you, because you know, I think most people aren't for most people. <laughs> Mathematically, most people probably are not for most people. And people really just want, like, good vibes, water is life, love your neighbor, uh, hate... <laughs> Hate hate has no place here. You can put it all in the the live laugh love font, and it's the same shit. It's just this weird like that's not politics. Like yeah, <laughs> it's something. It's like kitschy vibe art, but it's like not kitschy vibe slogans. But kitschy it's not, vibe art is a good you know, but it's not politics. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> all right, we're gonna wrap on this one, which I think is gonna take us a little bit to get through. At least I love this. All right. So your sister, two and a half years older. Yes. It's about the same pocket for me. Okay. Who, I mean, I'm sure you could rattle off 10 names, but if you had to give me like a top, you know, three or just, you know, even just one, the older sister's friend that you had the biggest crush on when you were growing up. Oh, damn. Cause immediately you're like, oh dude, one, there was a hundred. How do you, <laughs> how do you want me to narrow this down? Allison Minot. She was cute. It sounds like a cute name. My cousin is still very good friends with her sister too. So that's like a weird, there you go. there's way too much. There's way too much ability for this to get back to her, but oh, what I'll admit it. I'll admit it. Uh, do you want me to believe the name? No, it's fine. Oh, because yeah, I mean, it's very cute. It, and harmless. it all comes from a place of love because no, for me, course. for me, it was Kelsey Oltman. Oh, cool lady uh, again she was the best she taught me how to unhook a bra when i oh was, did she really well so also even that was wholesome because i'm sure yeah, yeah when you said summer meal you know corn on the cob my mind went to the oltman's house because right. that's where we they were our family friends but you know they had three kids there's two of us meg was in the same grade as kelsey so you know it was, it was kind of some overlapping age so that's where we would just hang out. They had a dope pool, all that. And they would also throw bangers for the adults. Oh, those are the best parties for the kids, too. Now you are now you know where this is going. Sure, sure. So one of the bangers that they had, for whatever reason, they were like, Danny, we will pay you to direct cars where to park. And I was like, hell yeah. If I could do this with a friend, that would make this even more fun. You mm -hmm. know, can I, bring a, can I bring a buddy? And... They said a okay. We wore these like little like white collar shirts. It was a fun little like yeah, you know sweet. We we valet cosplayed as, right. as you know didn't like, even have to drive. That's yeah, good. didn't even, we literally yeah. were just like airport guys like this. What you know like you that's know, great. Seventh graders or something. You know I had the dumb long hair down to my shoulders or something, and mm -hmm. I'm in love with Kel, you know the older sister in this in this house. So sure. it was in heaven. Once that job was done, they basically were like, go to the main house. The adults are up at the pool house. Stay out of our fucking way. Right. And I, they were, it was her and her friend and they were kind of teasing me and my friend about like, you got, you know, just like, oh, you're younger. Like you don't know a lot, you know, like that kind of just like older picking, you know, that kind of vibe. Mm -hmm. And I came up that I had no idea how to unhook a bra and they were like, we got to teach you. Because my friend didn't know either. So the two, we literally just like paired off and it was like it was science class. They just walked us through. Shirts on and everything. Literally just like, you know, when you're like, when you lift your shirt up and you're yeah. like, hey, can you get my back with sunscreen? Like yeah. literally just like that kind of vibe. Okay, but still on her. Still, yeah, still. Okay. Yeah. No. How was, old are you? Seventh grade. 
That's she, a moment. Oh, yeah, dude, yeah. Uh, it was right at the peak. It was right at the peak of moments becoming. Moments. I thought you were gonna say she like put it on a cushion or something, and I was like, that sounds like summer camp. No, no, no. Okay, no. all right, yeah, no, yeah. It was literally just like. There's some tension there for oh, a 12, a lot, 13 yeah. year old it was, boy. It yeah, was amazing. For sure. So you know though, like it was literally just like, okay, pinch the clat, like literally just the verbal instruction. I still don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, honestly, dude, if the st- if I got to see the stats on like successfully unhooking a bra, I, I really don't think it's a good batting average. <laughs> You know, like they say, you know, hall. If you go three for ten for your career, you're in the Hall of Fame. Right. I don't think I'm in the Hall of Fame. <laughs> I think I might be like, if you give me ten, I think I might have. I think I might be like two for ten. I think I might. Be, I think I might get in for like having spirit and being quotable, like a Yankees catcher. Like <laughs> I would. I would. I would be like a, of yeah, I'd be like a Yogi Berra, like. Ju- ju- <laughs> Johnny Bench type inductee, like <laughs> definitely not for my box score, but just for my like sheer longevity and enthusiasm uh, for the I was, game. I was gonna know? say I have a Mendoza line of unclasping bras, <laughs> just like right there. He's just almost league value, but oh, oh. that's great, full circle, baby. <laughs> so it was just that you know, like those kid moments, and again of just the like how you're saying before winter you don't have that freedom. It's just like that right. that summer freedom of like that extra be- space. Just having a little bit, like if your parents are in a cabana or if they're like across the street, like you just get that extra couple of like hundred yards of breathing room and you're doing drugs, you're unhooking bras, you're learning swear words. You're like, you're all these secrets are unlocked when your parents just aren't right on top of you. You know, it can be as little as a staircase up to a pool house. And all all of a sudden you walk out with a new talent. Yeah. You, you learn more, you learn more in those moments than you do in entire winters, you know? And dude, again, nothing ever happened between, which is like the biggest, I'll even, I'll talk to my mom on the phone sometimes. And the Oldmans will just, you know, like casually come up being like, Hey, remember this stuff, whatever. Sure. And every time I'll be like, I still love Kelsey. <laughs> She'll crack up. I, I never had anything. I honestly, like, I never had, like, I don't know. I never really had crushes on my sister's friends. I don't know why exactly, but it was no like, no way. Yeah, but it was like, I don't know. It was just like, also, my sister and I were always like fighting like cats and dogs. So, uh, like, okay. Yeah, we were one of those, like, we just always fought growing up. Okay. And so, like, her friends were more like friendly with me, but like, they were on, they were on the other side of like a World War One line or whatever, you know? Like, there were no bra lessons with like Erica's friends, you know? But I remember Alice and mine, it like super nice, like, you know, whatever, like, just like girl who I knew who was like three grades ahead of me. And she was like, I probably had some kind of crush on her, but like the real validation, and it's not real validation because I didn't fucking need it, but it was like, I ran into her in my like early twenties when I was like, I was looking good. You know, I was, I was looking, I was looking pretty slim. I was looking pretty trim. I had a beard, but it was like considered, you know, and I like bumped into her in a, in a grocery store and she was literally like Tom Crowley. And, and she hadn't seen me since I was probably like 12. Yeah. And I was like, yeah. And she was like, Tom Crowley. And it was a super wholesome, like, hey, what's up? What's up? But I got that one moment where she was like, now you grew up. <laughs> like, and I was like, validated. You like, got, <laughs> you know, I grew up. <laughs> like, it's nice to grow up, you know? <laughs> Mr. Crowley, all grown up, looking hot as hell. At the time. Bumping into Allison. Oh, <laughs> uh, buddy. Uh, Thank you so much for coming by and, and sharing some of these Dude, thanks stories. for having this me, man. Was this so was great. Fun. And the food was amazing. Thank you, ah, thank you so much for having me. Um, you got anything fun coming up that you want to um, shout out? 
No. Instagram, Instagram always goes. Oh there. yeah, no, no. Instagram, Twitter at uh, t h o m Crowley, Tom Crowley. Uh, my tweets are amazing, but I also put them on Instagram, and I'm all about my posts. Oh, this is totally so. It are you Thomas? Is that why it's t h o m? Yeah, I am Thomas. So how how did you? So when I was, uh, how did we get? If you're Thomas, how did yeah. it not just become t o m? It was always t o m. It was a conscious conscious choice when I was in. Oh, you may. Oh, I did. Yeah, yeah. I styled myself that way when I was like 16. I had a teacher, and in retrospect, he was um he was an out gay man, which is like not the craziest thing in Massachusetts in the aughts, but like much crazier than it is now in yeah. a mass suburb. He was an out gay man, like um. PhD candidate, like teaching music at our school, but just like he was better than us. <laughs> he was like he was a man of like class. Matt Matt Garrett, Mr. Garrett, he's a great teacher. And I remember he like told us to like choose what we would call ourselves for the year. And it was the first time like we had ever chosen what cool. we would call ourselves. And in retrospect, it probably had more to do with like trans stuff, you know, like because like, I didn't know that what that was. Uh, yeah, anyway, he's 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 in this world and culture before everyone is supposed. You know, yeah, he's in this LGBTQ place, and he's, he's like, you can be whoever you want. And I was like, what if I spelled it with an H? Which is. Like- <laughs> This teacher saved my life. He, the, when just when he said you can go by anything, I knew then. I I, I just knew I had to open up. And meanwhile, I'm like I'll throw an ancient. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It'll be more searchable online. I was thinking about my SEO because I wanted to be a famous writer. Oh fucking hell, man! Oh, I'm killing it there. Jesus Christ. Goodbye. Follow Tom. Follow Bye. Dinner Airplane. I'm a monster. <laughs>